Hi guys, Scott Patrizzi here from Huntsman Exploration. Um, we're, a, we're a nickel explorer located in Western Australia. Um, we also have some gold projects over, over in America. And uh, we're here to talk to you today about, about our projects. Um, we reckon we've got a really good pipeline of, of workflow coming up. Um, it's an exciting time for the company and it's time to get, get busy and, and talk about it. Scott, good to meet you, mate. Uh, first time with Matt or spoken, so we're really keen to hear this uh, story. It's, it's a little one. Uh, you guys, yeah. How long have you guys been around in this current formation? So, so Huntsman's been around for a while. It's had a number of iterations. It was previously a lithium company um, and that, that didn't work out too well for the guys. Um, I took over the reins in May of last year, May of last year, and just been sort of tweaking a few things corporately, uh, redefining the strategy, and um, so that's, that's been the background. You know, when, what, what attracted me to the project is, you know, we've got some really great um, nickel results. It looks like we're trying to define a new, new, new district in, in Western Australia um, for nickel. Um, the, the gold's great as well, but, you know, you don't get these sort of results often in WA in terms of nickel. Um, a number of the guys that are comparable to us in Australia are, are trading at much higher multiples. So, look, that's what attracted me to it. I got on board and, and, and here we are. Brilliant. Well, look, um, we'll, we'll talk about Nickel and the project in, in, in a sec. I'm kind of interested in, um, yeah, okay, you've been in since May. Um, previous iterations haven't kind of worked out with lithium and, and, and otherwise. Um, yep. Nickel, so who, who introduced this uh, asset to the company? When did that happen? Uh, so so that, was, that was before my time. That came about through uh, a local group called Trafalgar. Uh, they were the original vendors of the project. Um, they They... Quite prolific, like they're quite prolific through the West Australia region for, for pegging, you know, prospective um, tenements. They're actually very close to the Degray Gold Discovery up north now. That's where they've been focusing their attention. But that's where it came from. Um, it sits really close to a large vanadium mine. It wasn't really looked at for nickel. Um, the guys thought, yeah, let's let's throw a rig on it and, and have a crack at it. And we got some fantastic results, and it sort of led from there. Uh, my previous well, success, well, the guy I succeeded, uh, Peter Dickey, he did a great job, um, ran that first program through in 2018, where they had some great results. Unfortunately, um, due to the timing, the nickel market wasn't quite there, but the budget wasn't there. They weren't able to follow those results up as quickly as they would have liked. And then sort of 2020, the end of 2020, they hit the ground again, got some fantastic results at depth, um, and then sort of I came in on the tail end of that. Okay, and what's the actually cost the company? So they've, they've vended it in, what do they get in return? Oh, so they they, they, they got a, a wedge of shares. Um, they were remunerated, it was around $2 million worth of shares. Um, and now they have a, a royalty. Uh, so it's a, I believe it's a 1.5% NSR, but that's on production. Yeah. Okay, and you're obliged to spend what on this, or, or was that? Was so that... there was a commitment to spend. Um, that those commitments have been fulfilled. So there's no commitment anymore. Okay, um, that's all done. We now own 100% of the project. So those those, those transactions have now completed. Um, I roughly off the top of my head, again before my time, I think it was around one half million dollars to spend, and, and they they shot that out of the park really. Right. Drilling. Okay, like and and how much money have you raised since you've been there? So since we we've, we've only completed one raising. Yeah. Uh, Two million dollars, and that was recently towards the tail end of uh, 2021. And that went to predominantly Australian um, investors. Uh, so I've got a core group that I, I, I rely on. Um, we sort of work out at a, an office here, here in Perth. Um, they were the guys that largely put the money forward. Um, they could see the prospectiveness of, of this project. And so we're, we're sort of working with them and the Australian market now to try and 
get the Canadian listing, listing moving. And I can talk more about the corporate strategy later, but there's a, there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and I want to get there too. Um, so I'm just because this is the first time we've spoken, or, or Matt, I'm just yeah, trying to fine. you know touch upon all the kind of move, moving parts, kind of bring that bring that together, and maybe we can come back in later and do a sort of more technical uh, uh, look at the the asset or assets as well, sure. include the US. But um, tell me a bit about you. What's your background? Uh, so I, I was previously a broker, then I worked in with Deloitte as part of the M and A team. So I worked across a, a range of industries. Uh, mining, oil and gas, um, the mining services, oil and gas services. So I've been around this sort of industry for a while. And then I, I stepped out in 2016, listed a gold company, Matador Mining. They then acquired, I was part of the team that sort of led the, the acquisition of the Cape Ray Gold Project. And as part of that, I transitioned to a period where we got a, a management team that was more technical and let them run with the project. That They're now capped at something like 50 odd mil. Um, and that, that was the $5 million listing. And then from there, I sort of, in this small cap market, my, my, my role is to sort of get on the board, assist with acquisitions, um, assist with the corporate strategy, and then help, help that company grow. So I've done Elixir Petroleum. We're one of the first people to buy a, um, a coal seam gas license in Mongolia, and that company is now flying. So they're having a great result there with Neil. Um, recently with Caprice Resources, actually not too far from the current project, we, we listed in 2019 and then acquired the, the Island Gold Project, high-grade Island Gold Project up in the Murchison, which is about 100 kilometres from us, where we are now in, in Windermurra. Um, so that's, that's my background. Yeah, yeah. Previously a broker, more the corporate side, um, really, really into sort of assisting companies build a strategy, build the team around that strategy and the project and, and move it forward. Yeah, we've we've had Alexia on a couple of times actually, but for as recently as a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, like I was quite, on the board of that. Yeah. Quite like that story. Um, with with regards to this project, though, is who are the guys who are assisting you technically here? Who have you, who have you brought on board? What have they done? What success have they had? So Nathan Tribble, uh, he's our technical lead over in Canada. Uh, Nathan's a really good geologist. Um, he is currently running Gatlin Gold, so that's now currently sitting about a million plus ounces, I believe, from their last update. Um, great exploration geologist. So understands risk reward um, and he's been sort of really integral in, in terms of defining what the new work program is going to look like. Um, from a technical perspective on the ground, we actually outsource that to a group called New Exco. New Exco are probably the go-to guys for nickel exploration in Western Australia or Australia for that matter. Um, if you were to name a, a major discovery in, in Australia, they, they, they'd have a part of it at some point. Um, from a technical perspective, in terms of assisting in those discoveries, uh, like the biggest one would have been the Nova Bologna discovery, which is to the south of Perth. Uh, that was that was a massive discovery. Multi-billion dollar company came out of it, took over by IGO, and they were very important in that discovery. So that the gentleman there is Nicholas Walker. Uh, so he's he's my go-to guy. Uh, he's actually on site at the moment. So okay, they're, they're well and truly um, across the project. Okay, so so given the focus is on the the nickel and like definitely you, the nickel you, at this point. Yeah, right. Okay, it's, it's it's early days. You've raised just over a couple of million bucks. Um, yep. To to move this thing forward, your focus has got to be on nickel, and you've got a couple of projects in the US: gold, gold, and silver. Uh, which for, for now, taking a back seat, it, it, it makes sense, right? But the, your model here is to outsource the to Alexco in, the, in in this case, but the 
that that that's worked for you in the past, and that you, you're just you know co- copying that same model. Is that is that what we're buying into? Because I think it's, it, it could be just no, you, you sitting by yourself here, no, and the other guys no, don't no. do do anything meaningful. No. For, so for the time being, at, at the moment, right? For the time being, what what we've had to do, given that the tight labour market in in WA, um, exploration geologists, like the market's booming, right? Uh, they're hard to find um, in terms of uh, your own guy that's sitting next to you. They're hard to find. Um, New Exco know the project well, like very well. They've completed the last three programs on it. Uh, Nick has been involved in that project the last three times. I, like, I, I speak to him almost daily. Um, so I, I'm not worried about using him, but at some point that the company does need to bring that technical expertise in-house. Uh, it's the same thing that happened with Caprice, my previous company. You know, there was a, there was a previous uh, consultant involved and they had a very good knowledge of the project. But then eventually I grabbed Chris. Chris came in, the, the gentleman who I put into Caprice, and, and we took control, we took ownership of the project. And, and that's what will happen here. Um, you got to get the right guy. Right. Okay. And I'm just trying to understand it because like small companies have slightly different sets of problems and challenges to bigger companies, you know, starting with cash constraints and the ability to find the right people and, and having to pay them. So new, new, the, the, the new Exco guys are here for now because it's fit for purpose for now. W- what have you briefed them? To and they're do? very good. Yeah. And they're very good, right? Yeah. We, 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 we've, we've talked about them on our, uh, on our battery show on occasion, uh, that we, right. we have every week. So we, we, we know them, right? Uh, and we understand the makeup of the, the nickel, well, re-emerging nickel scene in, in Western Australia too. So it, it, all good. But I'm trying to, again, work out as an investor or a new investor what I'm buying into with you. So that that's the model for now. So what have you briefed them to do? And what's the point at which you say, do you know what, now's the time to bring in our guys. Is that is that a um, market cap? Is that a, we need more money first? Is it a, we need a big find? I mean, what, what's the criteria by which you're judging them? So at, at the moment, the, the, the exploration strategy is quite simple, right? We, we have a very good idea of what this all body potentially does. Um, now it's about taking more risk for more reward, right? So at the moment, all we need to do is step out probably. So previously we, we did small step outs. Um, we didn't really take much risk. Now we just need to, because the little body basically runs like this, right? We previously stepped out here. We want to come down here. Um, we know that what the model is. We know what technology we can use with the downhole EM. So, you know, we have a plan. We'll execute that plan, this program, which is due to commence mid-Feb. Um, and then from there, you know, we'll reevaluate what we do um, in terms of the project and, and how we approach it. But, you know, obviously, you're only as good as your last success. So this program will drive a lot of that strategy going forward. Um, and, and should we have a lot of success, then we'll 100% get a, an in-house geologist. Right. And, and talk, talk to me about, you know, what's been going on since, well, pr- probably the, the beginning of 2021. Because, uh, you know, the first quarter, there was some, you know, drill announcements and, as you say, you know, nice high-grade numbers in there. And then it kind of went quiet. I know you got appointed in uh, May. Not a lot of communication yep. with the market, yep. you know, between then and now, apart from, you know, you obviously raised the, the 2.1 million um, bucks uh, in there. What, what, what was that quiet period? What were you guys doing in that period? So during that period, I, like, I, I had to basically take a, take a back set and look at a lot of the <coughs> previous legal agreements, try and sort them out. Um, we needed some headroom to some of the corporate strategy, which we wanted to pursue, like potential ASX listings. 
And a lot of that revolved around talking with the major shareholders um, for the gold. So it's all been sort of a bit of moving parts and we ended up getting that sorted with, with the guys from Liberty. Um, they gave us a bit of breathing room in terms of that $250,000 payment that needed to be made. That was US. Um, so they gave us some breathing room. We managed to get that done. Once we got that sorted with them, uh, with Liberty, we, we were able to basically then push forward with the new strategy, So, which was then to raise the capital. So it's very hard to raise money when you know that you know 250,000 US is going straight out the door to a third party um, to a project you're not really focusing on and so getting getting our investors heads around that was was tough but we got them over the line um, we sort of had a lot of technical sessions with them here in Australia and and and, and they're now there and so we raised that two million bucks we've actually paid the 250 now to Liberty um, so that's that's well and truly out of the way they gave us some Again, an extension and the purpose of that extension in terms of there's a number of clauses within the, the agreement. I, I won't go too far into it because it's confidential, but we needed that time to deliver on the corporate strategy, which is a potential ASX listing. So we think there's a lot of value in in taking this company. And that, that was the, the plan when I came in. However, as we dug deeper, I needed to sort further things out to execute that plan. But... What we think is the Australian asset, being the nickel, should come down to the Australian exchange at some point because that's where we think we'll get the true value for this project. And are you talking about dual listing or just coming off of TSX V and onto the ASX? So it'll be a dual listing, most likely. Got it. That's quite expensive for a small company. So obviously you need, you need things um, to get motoring. It's not too bad. So we, we, we have some really good lawyers here that have done it recently um, with the likes of Ben's. Um, Ben's mine, so who, who dual listed, they're a gold project, uh, I think it's in Ontario, but they're out of the same office. Um, so it's it, it's quite a simple process. Um, so it, look, when we commit to it, it'll be done quickly. Right. Yeah. What's the cost? What's the cost these days? ASX listing? Fees are oh, somewhere between 80 to 150 probably. Okay, so it's comparable to Frankfurt. It's not it's, it's not like yeah. AIM. Or TS, TSX, no. you're talking half, no, half, it, half a million. It, it right. really isn't a, um, a difficult process. Probably the, the hardest part is getting the two exchanges to marry up the rules. Right. Um, that's probably the hardest part, um, dealing with both because the ASX is, oh, I shouldn't say it, they're notoriously bad with changing rules uh, and the TSX is quite good. But just given the, from the corporate side, the ASX can be difficult. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's what we've been doing. It's been working through that. We now think we're in a position to do that and we need to raise the money, which lets us drill because no one's going to put money in if you can't do any work, right? So now we're ready to work. We've got the money. We've got the program outlined. We're ready to go. So, 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 just, so just tell me, in terms of the 2.1 you raised, um, you know, yes. you, you, I, get, I get the deferment, no. but you've now paid Liberty the 250, right? So that's happened. There's some G&A costs across the board and all this yep. admin, legal and otherwise, accounting around the kind of restructuring of, of the corporate structure. How much of that did you spend dealing with those matters? How much have you got left? And get, you, you've got to raise some money, but I'm just sort of intrigued as to... The people who put the money in oh. back then, they knew exactly what this that was being allocated to. And that basically wasn't anything yeah, no, in the no, ground. No. It was just getting the ship in order first, right? Oh, we wouldn't have spent. Probably the most expensive thing was we rushed an audit through. And that was 50 grand. So call it 100. Sorting this out. Because a lot of it's been through um, the guys at RSD Capital with NAV. Uh, he's helped out a lot in terms of dealing with, with the guys at Liberty. Um, and, and so we've had a good team together. Right. We've done a... You know, conservatively, in terms of 
money spent. It hasn't been expensive. It's just been time consuming. Right. And what, what about so, but what about New Exco, for instance? I mean, what, what, what's their deal look like? What's their sorry? What's their deal look like? I mean, what, is it a monthly retainer? I mean, do they, what, is, have they got? No, no, they, they charge for the work they do. Okay. They charge for the work they do. Yeah. So not a lot of work so far. Is what you're saying? No. Okay, but the, but there will be right. So maybe let's let's let. There will to- definitely be a lot of work now. Yes. So they're they're on site now. Right. Um, they're they're actually setting up camps. They're doing all the rehab from the last holes and dealing with the the pastures at the moment. Uh, he's a great guy, but they basically need to put some new roads in. Just a well, not new roads. They need to they need to flatten out some roads to get the rig on site. Um, but they're they're now fully engaged. Yeah, New Mexico are right again a function of funding. Right. If we didn't have the funding to go. Got it. And so, so we're saying it's a term, uh, they've started because you've got the funding in place to Correct. execute their um, contract, which is what a, a twelve month. What's the what's the contract? Right? Mexico, no, they're on on as needed basis. There's no contract. Okay, fine. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get it. Get a sense of the the, the kind of the, the fluctuations of the of the GNA prior to the fundraising, and then what it looks like post fundraising. So prior, prior to the fundraising, we ran on a smell of an oily rag. Right, we we had some corporate overheads. It might might have been call it thirty grand a month, if that. A bit more with me in there, forty five. Um, so forty five a month potentially. Um, it, it was really nothing. Uh, we weren't we weren't road showing because you know the story would have been mixed. Um, we didn't have the clear strategy, so we really just sort of bunkered down, did our thing. Um, got our problems sorted, and, and now that we've raised the money, we're, we're ready to go properly. We've got a marketing budget, we've got a drilling budget, you know, where we've got a corporate budget. And you, you I, I get it. So you, you're jogging up to the start line, uh, ready to start the race, um, having got the house in order, as it were. So, you, talk to me about future raises. I mean, what, what would be the timing of those? What would be the conditions under which you would raise, and what would you be looking for? So, obviously, drilling's expensive. Um, so, you, you'd be mad not to keep your finger on the pulse. Um, I think naturally, you know, a raise could fit in with a potential drill listing. Um, if, if we get some fantastic results, you know, and, and the share price reflects what we think it should reflect, then, you know, we might look at, at raising some more. Um, it all depends on, on where the market goes and, and how the market sort of, if, if there's, if there's money there, right? And I think there will be just given the nickel environment. Um, you know, we've had a, a number of corporate approaches in terms of, you know, uh, cornerstoning. So I think there's an appetite there. Um, it's just a matter of, how we execute on it. Corner, cornerstoning at, at this stage, really. So w- w- what data have you guys got? I mean, what, what do you know versus, yeah, and therefore what do some of these cornerstone groups um, look for in, in, in doing a deal this early? Oh, well, look, it's just the exploration upside of the project. Um, you know, there's, they're really fantastic results. You know, we've got a model that works. Um, and, and if we can prove that to grow quickly, then you get in early, it's cheap. Um, yeah, I think we're capped at nine mil, roughly. Bit less. EV five, bit less. Bit less. Yeah, six. So what's your EV? Five, six. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's cheap. It, it's um, cheap, but the, the, the only upside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nature of uh, high, high, high levered plays like this is is yeah. that you know, yeah. I guess you throw a few a few, and, a few dollars at it. It's up. nice, but but let's back in the group. Right, but let's let's back let, in the group. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But let, let, let's get into what what you know today. So, in terms of that, we saw some drill results and some press releases last yep. March, and um, you know they're, they're they're quite attractive. So, 
can you just remind the audience listening to us, you know, what, what that said and obviously what you'd be looking to do in terms of the, the, the current spend and any spend this year? What would you be looking to add to that to kind of paint a picture of something which is, you know, attractive, not just to um, Cornerstone, but also the market? Just that question. Um, so, so, so basically what it is, is, is in terms of what we know now, right, is we know that downhole EM is extremely effective in targeting the style of mineralization that that we're after. We know that we've, you know, every single downhole plate that has shown up that they've drilled has returned nickel mineralization. Not 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 a meter at 1%, you know, we're talking 12 to 14 meters, you know, tops um, at you know anywhere between half percent to three percent. Throw in the copper. Um, you know, we we actually haven't sampled for any PGEs whatsoever. Um, we're going back to do that now because there's elevated levels of chromium. Um, so, you know, we know what the model is. We've narrowed down on it. We, we can see that there's existing, like we can see there's a large, I think in the, the latest investor presentation, the geophysics, the two and a half vertical derivative, you can see this big plunging anomaly. Um, it's just what does this project do at depth? We don't know. The only way you're going to find out is to put a big hole into it, right? Um, bit of science behind it, but... That's the New Mexico guy's job. Um, and hopefully at, at depth, it, you know, it, it thickens and the grade goes up and, 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 and it gets better. And that's what we're hoping for. And the other thing we can do is, so what we're planning to do is, is this, this orbit that goes like this, you drill the hole down here along, like along with it. And then you can th use the downhole EM plates down the hole to shoot off the side to get more targets. And that's what we're planning to do. And, and we reckon we're gonna have a good, really good um, crack at that. And I think we'll get some more plates and, and we just don't know what this thing does at depth. Uh, we know there's nickel there and, and there's not a lot of Australian companies at the moment um, that can say that. So in terms of our, our peers that are in a similar sort of stage um, and setting, you know, they're capped at 50 to 60 mil on the ASX because they mentioned the word nickel sulfides and the market goes crazy. Was for whatever reason, the Canadian market hasn't quite got that lover affair with, with the sort of money that you can make out of nickel when you do get a great result. Um, I, I don't know why, but you know, if this was if this project was on the Australian exchange, it'd be capped 30 to 40 mil and a half each. Right? And that's there's a disconnect. And that's what we're going to try and bridge. Yeah, okay. So yeah, and again, that 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 whole um Laterite sulfide d debate. Yeah. Not laterite. No, I know. I know. No, I'm saying the debate. I know you're. So, like, I know yeah. you are. Um, but I'm saying we, we again. We talk about our weekly uh, uh, um, battery show in terms of the different right. nickel deposits <laughs> around the world, right? Um, yeah, and people do like a high grade, but they don't necessarily understand the the, the you know the kind of. The money to, money to be made with 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 the sulfides and perhaps even some some of the lower grade stuff. So yeah, the, the, it, it's an education process. But tell me tell me about the drilling. Okay, we uh, you know I was reading about you know sixteen holes completed for you know about three and a half thousand meters. Um, suggests well, you, what what is that? What is the average um, drill um, length? And what, yeah. and tell us about some of the intercept length and, and some of the grades. So get a little bit more granular if you can on those. I'll just make sure I um get the right numbers. <coughs> so we're, we're currently down to around three hundred and fifty meters. Right. Right, the next program, we're drilling 5,000 metres uh, as part of the next program, and a lot of that will focus around Tullic. Tullic's our sort of our main project at the moment, um, where we've got the, the better results. Um, and we're looking probably to go around to down to, say, about 600 metres 
Okay. At, at our at our deepest at Tullock. Um, so that's sort of a 200 meter extension. Uh, in terms of the hits, you know, we've had 14 meters at, at one 1.1% nickel, including almost a percent copper with the platinum palladium hits in it, right? And that that's sort of quite not dissimilar to what Chalice have seen over in the Julemar, you know, with the platinum palladium. Um, that's been quite big in Australia at the moment. Uh, we've had, you know, a metre at 2.7, which is, you know, it's a bit skinny, but, you know, it's good. Four metres at 1.3, it's not bad. So, you know, there's, there's a there's a lot of snips, um, 15 metres at 1%. So there's definitely potential there. And I think that our next program, we, what we're going to try and do is just narrow down on that, on that potential. But not, rather than sort of confirm what we already know, let's, let's try and find out how big this project is, right? Let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's not keep ourselves in jobs for the next two years. Let's see if this thing's a boy or a girl, right? That's what we're there for. Risk, reward. Okay. And, and we're, we're big on higher risk, high reward. Right, but the geologists, and um, they, they very quickly get a sense of what it is that they've, they've got. They've just got to go through right. the process of proving it through the job bit, right? So you're, with those sorts of debts, we're, probably going to be going underground if you're going to be going a little bit deeper, right? The, yeah. With these grades, yeah. more than good enough for an underground operation, for, for sure. Um, but you've got to go through the process of understanding the the, the average grades and the, the contained metal um, you know, underground and then eventually get onto the economics, obviously. But you, And you've, you've dropped a few names of people. It's a bit like them and it's a bit like that. You know, you always name the good guys, obviously. But do you think this drill program this year is going to, you know, be able to shape your opinion about how you go about um, continuing to drill this thing out? Because you've got to do size, you've got to keep doing great, and you've got to get onto the economics relatively quickly or, or walk. So what do you think, the pro what's important in the program this year? The important is to find probably similar sort of widths, high grade. It needs to get, either needs to get wider at, at sort of that 1% or it needs to get more grade, right? That's what we're after. If we can't, if we struggle to deliver on that, then, you know, we, we, we go to plan B. Which is? So that, that's the plan with this program. So plan B is well and truly underway. When's this... Um, by the time this interview probably goes to air, we would have announced our, our next acquisition. So um, we're actually acquiring some some ground in the Julemar province that's next to Chalice's multi-million ounce platinum palladium discovery. Um, so we through some connections, we've managed to secure around, what is it, nine licenses? Just off the top of my head, I think it's nine. So guys, grab. Nine licenses in the Julemar, which... Um, Look, it's an up-and-coming area. It's it, it was basically a virgin discovery by by Chalice. It's it's an hour north of Perth, so it's very close. Um, and and the way we went about it is we had a very experienced geophysicist, um, Bill Robertson. Uh, lots of grey hair, knows what he's doing. He went through all the old gravity maps and and, and picked out just cherry picked some great uh, spots for us. And, and we've managed to secure that ground uh, through from the guys from the, the, the vendors, Pico. Um, and that's going to be around $3 million in script, right, give or take. Depends on where the share price is on the day. Um, so about 39 million shares will, will be issued to the vendors. And, and we're very, very excited about that project. So, you know, some of the projects are just north of Anglo-American. We've got some ground adjacent to Rio Tinto. Um, so, and there we'll definitely be chasing sort of that, that nickel, copper, um, PGE style mineralization. Um, we've got this big stoinking 
gravity anomalies, we're keen to get on the ground there. So, you know, if for whatever reason cane grass can't quite deliver, you know, to our expectation, and, and keep in mind that there's a there's a new area of cane grass that we're just now starting to explore on a uh, like a northeastern limb, if you will, that we haven't run the gravity over. So the most recent site visit by New Mexico have come across that. Um, so we're due to run the geophysics there. So the moving loop EM, which defines targets to about 250 meters. Um, we're going to run that in late Feb. So in conjunction with the drilling, which starts mid Feb on the main structure, which is that north south structure, we've got this northeast one here. Um, and if that lights up, you know that's that's quite exciting because you know this this the northeast structure is quite linear. When you see these structures sort of shoot off, it you know it allows for more um, you know the more complexity means you know, there's greater chance of things um, twisting and, and and dilating and and getting bigger. So does this strategy of, of buying buying more in Australia mean that you'll offload the Nevada? Or Idaho projects at some point. Do you want to be focused on Australia? I, I get, you know, US gives you some jurisdictional de-risking, but at the same time, it's a distraction. And Western Australia is fairly, fairly good for mining. So, um, is that an option for you offloading those? I know you just for acquired me, that. Them. That seems like a logical step um, for the company. It all depends on value. Um, but you know what, what we've got in in particular in Nevada is a fantastic gold asset. You know, it's got some great hits you know it's high grade hits you know it's historical um but you know it's in a fantastic trend you know that top top end trend top mountain trend i think it's called like it's it's a fantastic spot um you know some major deposits there as well so you know we floated that to to sort of see what the board thought and, and you know the board sort of on board with that um yeah but you, you, it seems that seems like these ones off because you're up around sort of near the carlin trend and the cortez trends and we've had you know a few companies on here talking about the extolling the virtues there and some of the some of the big finds but for you you've got to be quite tight and conscious about how you spend your money and if yeah, you're a dual program we right program. exactly right so potentially at some point, you may look at monetizing that in some way, shape, or form and get Correct. focused on Western Australia. Make, makes sense. The other thing you said there, which was quite intriguing, which was you'd be, if it, if plan A doesn't cut the muster, then you would quickly move on to the next thing. You're not going to try and flog a dead horse. I'm not, I'm not going to throw money at a, at a, what is a dead horse or what's the saying? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. It's not in my blood. Like, good, yeah. yeah, good money we're not here to keep, As I said, we're not here to keep ourselves in a job. We're here to, to make money for shareholders. Uh, and the best way we think we can do that is to quickly move on, call spade a spade. Um, and if that project isn't going to deliver, then we, we move, right? We move from that to the next one. That's what exploration is about, risk reward. It's, it's, what we're going to do. It should be. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Perhaps you wouldn't be, Scott. No, I like, I like yeah, that. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I so like, we're, we're definitely, we, won't, we won't flog it. So good. Okay. Yeah. No, I just I like I like that attitude. Um, well, look, I, th I think it'd be great to um, you know stay in touch with you know how you're getting on because you, you seem to want to move things on rapidly. So a ASX and then slash another next fundraise would be what sort of time in Q1, Q2? What are you looking at? I think it'd be towards oh, Q1, Q2. It, it could happen. Okay. Depending on how we go with the results, you know. Okay. Largely dictate. Right, and but you, you, you guys are suffering a little bit on in terms of getting assay results back quickly. So, in terms of you know any drilling happening, how quickly would you expect to get this back out into the market? Oh, well, the, the, the benefit of of the the ore body that we're dealing with is sulfides. Yeah, it's very visual. Um, so you sort of you'll know very quickly whether you're onto something. Um, you know, and that'll all be published. 
we won't sit there and hold those results. Um, you know, when you get those juicy sulfitic intervals, you know, they'll, we'll be able to see what we're onto. Um, there are some delays, like for instance, you know, we're, we're currently doing the resampling for the, the platinum group elements, which we haven't done before. Um, but due to that, you know, the New Mexico guys have picked up the elevated chromite. So they're due end of Feb, early March, um, and hopefully we'll get back then, then back soon. But again, the lab has already flagged delays. Um, so that's just a, an unfortunate problem we have in Western Australia at the moment. We can't control it. Um, there's certain things you can do to keep the lab happy, but, you know, everyone's in the same boat. Um, it's just something we have to deal with and manage. Okay. Well, I, th- I guess that's going to drive you the timing of any SX announcement or, or, or subsequent fundraise. So um, we'll look out for those. Like Scott, um, like, thanks for like for us run through the the, the company. So it's eventually yeah. to understand the mentality of the, the the team around it, and also the you know the model they employ, especially at these early stages, to kind of get the most uh, bang for your for your buck. So like, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Okay. Look, thanks for having me. Um, I'd just like to leave the, you, you and your viewers with a couple of thoughts. Um, we're about to get very busy on, on this company. Uh, you know, drilling's imminent. Uh, I reckon we're going to get some cracking results out of out of cane grass. That's just my gut feel. Um, obviously, with that new project acquisition as well, you know, that's going to be a fantastic addition. Um, I look forward to, you know, releasing something on that just to show you how excited we are about that. Um, but, yeah, look, it's going to be an exciting time for the company in 2022. You know, 21 was quiet. But I think we're ready to um, turn this ship around and, uh, and, and get things moving for shareholders and try and generate a return.